What's up, coworkers? Welcome back to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace. We're in episode six now. It's getting crazy now. <laughs> in it to win it. Uh, one quick thing I did want to bring up after that last episode, you know, I was talking about that that flu shot yeah. that I'd gotten from my mom where it kind of squirted a little bit of blood. <laughs> so after listening to that episode, my younger brother actually texted me saying, hey, I remember that flu shot. There's like <laughs> blood gushing down your arm. He said he remembers it every year that he gets a flu shot. And I was just like... I never knew that you were also traumatized by that. Yeah. It felt very validating to know that, that I share that trauma. Mm. Yeah. That, that you weren't just like really overdoing it in your memory, yeah. that it was, it was actually <laughs> a legitimate sad memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, you know, that's one of those things that I could have exaggerated, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very easily. Right. It's like, um, uh, like, did you ever have parents or grandparents tell you like, oh, you think you have it so tough. And I had to walk to school uphill both ways in the snow with no shoes. Like that was always (laughs) something that like my grandparents teased us about when we complained about stuff that was relatively hard in our childlike minds. Like, (laughs) No, you have it way easier than we did. Yeah, you could have very easily over-exaggerated but it's legit you've got you've got familial proof (laughs) all right so for episode six uh we're getting pretty close to halloween by the time this episode airs it will be really close to halloween uh this halloween is going to look a little bit different this year you know Mm -hmm. midst of a pandemic i don't think any of us have experience with that uh but you know i want to talk a little bit about halloween things uh the The first question that I've got for you, Bianca, that I know we talk about this at work every year. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, um, I am a Twix gal. Um, I think something about the cookie and the caramel together, it is a top Halloween candy for me. And I, I also don't think you see that at a lot of houses. Like it comes in the mixed bag that you Mm -hmm. would get at CVS or Walgreens if you're like, ah, oh, shoot, I need Halloween candy. Like it comes in those bags, but like to have someone explicitly give out Twix for Halloween, like I, I want to meet that person. <laughs> like a, like a full size Twix bar. Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> oh. Now is Twix a candy that you get to enjoy outside of Halloween often? I mean, Technically, I get to. Uh, I I don't usually buy big bags of candy for myself. So every now and again, I'll be like, you know what? That Twix looks really good. And I'll pick it up when I'm checking out at Target or something. But um, I, I think it is a year-round candy. It is suitable for year-round. All right. Um, so mine, I was thinking about this earlier. And I realized that I don't know that I would say this is my favorite candy, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like it a lot. And I get a lot of it at Halloween. And that's because everybody else around me hates it. 
<laughs> it's the almond joy. You know what? Um, my husband and I were hanging out last night and there's uh, there's something trending on Twitter where there's four images and the joke is you have to get rid of one. And I am sad to say that I, of all of the Halloween candy that was presented in that four square, <laughs> I definitely chose Almond Joy to go. But now that I know you like Almond Joy, the next time I have an Almond Joy and I'm like, I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on your desk when yeah, we're actually able to, to be yeah, <laughs> in the same place again. I I don't understand why people hate it. I've asked a lot of people um, about, you know, coconut in desserts and candy in general. I like it. A lot mm -hmm. of other people have said it's a texture thing. Mm. Uh, to me, I love the texture. I don't, <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. The the flavor, coconut flavor, I could do, go with or without that. That's that's not a big deal. But for some reason, I just I'm a big fan of coconut. Interesting. So you're not even out here saying that you love coconut as a flavor. You just really like the texture right. of the whole thing. Yeah. Oh. It's the mouth feel, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you like mounds then? Yes, I do like mounds also. But for some reason, I don't see mounds nearly as often. I don't think they mm -hmm. they just don't get thrown into those mixed bags like Almond Joys do. Yeah. I feel like Almond Joy is that candy that they keep making it. And then they're like, oh, shoot, we need to get rid of these somehow. So well, let's just throw it in this mix bag. And every, like 90% of the people that buy that mix bag, they just want to throw those away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the, what are these garbage fillers? I feel like in the family of Almond Joy and Mounds, Almond Joy is like the older brother that did really well in school. Um, definitely got a varsity letter jacket, <laughs> like participated a lot in high school. And then Mounds is the little brother that came up and had to live in the shadow of Almond Joy. So I, yeah, I can't tell you the last time I explicitly saw a Mounds instead of an Almond Joy when they're basically the same thing. It's just one has almonds and the other doesn't. Uh, it has an almond. <laughs> one. Just one. <laughs> They skip out on the almonds. I mean, I'm not out here eating it, so of course I don't know that much about I mean, almond joy. It, it's always very well placed, right in the center, right on top. Oh. I don't know why. It's it's kind of a weird thing, but hey, I enjoy it. And it was uh, I've always liked the coconut uh, candy and coconut desserts. Like, sure. um, what is it? The macaroons? Yeah, or those macarons. Are good. I can't remember which is which. Macarons are the coconut one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the other one is a delicate cookie mm -hmm. from British Baking Show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I always enjoyed that, but I didn't get it a whole lot as a kid. And then I, I was also thinking about this when I was in high school. I worked at a grocery store uh, for a few years in high school, and it was a very interesting concept that. You know, up until this point in time, all the foods that I knew about, it was pretty much just whatever my parents would buy. Mm -hmm. Well, my mom never baked anything with coconut. I didn't sure. know you could just buy a bag of the, uh, what is it, shredded coconut mm -hmm. or coconut flakes, whatever it is. Yeah. And I saw that at the grocery store when I was working there. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to buy me some coconut when I get my <laughs> next paycheck. Did you? And, yeah. I actually, I bought several things. Because, again, as soon as I started exploring 
all the shelves of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I was seeing all these things that my parents never bought. And for some reason, there weren't commercials for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought a bag of shredded coconut, mm-hmm. a jar of Reese's peanut butter, which not going to lie, that was a huge bait and switch. So <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> you know, 16-year-old me saw that sitting on the shelf. and I was like, dang, they make a whole jar of the stuff in a peanut butter cup. It's mm-hmm. not the same. It's just nope. regular peanut butter. Yep. Uh, and a jar of marshmallow fluff. Because I saw that and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of it. Are any of those foods among the foods where you felt, uh, I don't want to say lied to, but just astounded that they existed in the world? Because at this point, all the foods that you knew about were the foods that your parents went food shopping for? The marshmallow fluff was definitely the one where I was just like, I had no idea that this was a thing. Doors it opened. sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know what you do with it. I still don't know what you do with it. Oh, you know what I do with it? <laughs> I dip pretzels in it. They're Ooh. very good. It's like that salty sweet combination. Oh, we used to have um, like peanut butter and fluff sandwiches growing up. And that okay. wasn't my favorite application of fluff. Um when I went to college, I remember um, there were a bunch of us studying on campus somewhere and somebody just brought snacks and among the snacks were salty pretzels and a jar. I don't know who's out here bringing a jar of marshmallow fluff to a study session, but one of the people I knew did. And I have been <laughs> forever grateful. Yeah. So I, I bought myself the coconut, the Reese's peanut butter and the marshmallow fluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coconut, it kind of got old after a little while like i I guess i need some of the chocolate and maybe an almond to go with it Mm -hmm. and there's it's still not the same as the coconut in an almond joy because there's like other sugary substance like syrup or something that kind of holds it all together but yeah so when my kids when they go out trick-or-treating and they come back with all their candy or you know whatever candy that we bought Mm -hmm. uh, i find myself eating a lot of the almond joys so Again, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking about I I tend to eat it a lot. But I also I have a strategy when it comes to eating the candy that we do have or that we mm-hmm. get from Halloween. Uh, I don't go for the almond joys first because I know nobody else is going to eat them. Right, you have those are going to hold on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I the first ones I go after are the ones that are more competitive. Your your Milky Smart. Way, your Snickers, the little ones, mm. and then. When all that good stuff is gone, I just sit and enjoy my almond joys all by myself. <laughs> so the the almond joys are basically the dad tax for you from your taking your kids trick or treating. Yeah, we have a pretty hefty tax in our Ooh. household. It's it's a lot different than when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid, I don't remember if my parents really took any of my candy. Yeah. And and I got to keep it all. And I pretty sure that I would eat most all of it within a week or two. Uh I had a lot of cavities as a kid. <laughs> I always thought maybe it was just my genes, but seeing the difference between how I ate and how my kids eat, mm-hmm. maybe it's not. Maybe <laughs> I was just eating too much sugar. Maybe it's environmental. <laughs> but yeah, so the the tax of my household. I don't even know if I call it a tax. This is just Mm -hmm. the protocol. The protocol of my household. (laughs) The kids, you know, they bring in their haul. And we say, pick out your your 10 pieces of candy that you want to save. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whatever's left, which is usually quite a bit, my wife and I go through and we pick out the things we want. And then what's nice. ever left after that, they go and sell it to the dentist. <gasps> Hang on. How does that work? So the dentist, at least the pedi- pediatric dentist. Sure. Uh, the one that my kids go to, they, they started this program. And I'm sure there's a lot of other dentists that do this too, where... Uh, in an attempt to get kids to not eat all that candy, they will mm-hmm. actually pay you a dollar per pound of candy that you like hand over to them. No way. Yeah. When I when I first heard about it, I actually I went searching around to see if I could find any any kind of candy that you can buy for less than a dollar a pound. <laughs> Try to make money on it. Yeah. I, I wanted to be like the, the uh, pudding guy that got the millions of airline miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to buy like Gosh. a few thousand dollars worth of candy and just show up at this dentist office. Be like, hey, buddy, you made a promise. Yep. Pay up. There's no limits. I read the fine print. Yeah. So we, we did that for a few years. Uh, but then uh, my wife's parents, they kind of caught wind of this. And they're like, well, hey we like to give our grandkids money. So we'll pay you more for that candy. <gasps> so now I think they get like a few bucks, maybe five bucks for, for the candy that they hand over to my in-laws. Oh my gosh. Now, if they were savvy enough, I don't know if they've learned about capitalism in their schoolwork, but I think they would they could try to start a bidding war between their grandparents and the dentist, see if see if that works out. Maybe I uh, I think the dentist is he's pretty rock solid at his price of of the one dollar per pound. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. Yeah, so they they get their they have figured out though uh, to maximize their ten pieces of candy. They go for like if there's a bag. Of a bunch of stuff in there. That counts as one. That's obviously, yeah, that's one. They're going to take mm-hmm. that. They go for the bigger items, you know. Smart. They they also try to eat a bunch of the candy that we would hand out to trick-or-treaters. Mm. Just like, it's like cheating to get a few more. Yeah. But even that, so like, it doesn't sound like they get very much, you know, 10 pieces of candy, but they get candy all the time for other stuff. <laughs> and they've had a lot of Halloween candy never get eaten. Oh. I've shown up to work with like almost year old Halloween candy, just give it away. Just cause it sat around at home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. Now, do you live in an area where you would get full size candy bars? Has that ever happened for your kids? I have never seen a full size candy bar in our neighborhood. Mm. It feels, it feels like Halloween lore, right? That there's like one house in someone's neighborhood and they give out full size candy bars mm-hmm. and that's the house that like no one knows who that house is but that's that's the tale apparently where my husband grew up um in rural nebraska they uh there was a house that gave out full size candy bars and that was the Ooh. one that you went to first like they knew which house <laughs> was going to give them out every year now i'll tell you what kind of neighborhood i live in uh, a lot of the parents walk around with their kids while drinking a beer. Nice. S- some of the houses have been known to hand out a beer. 
Oh, that's just smart. That's that's camaraderie. That's community. <laughs> I love it. So here, parents have a beer. Child have one fun size Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely answered the door to a dad drinking a beer and then like a tiny miniature Elsa from Frozen. That has <laughs> that has definitely happened. Yeah, I that's not something that I ever saw when I was a kid, or maybe I did and I just didn't know right. what it was. I mean, I I didn't really have a strong concept of what alcohol was when I was that little. If I mm-hmm. saw somebody drinking something, I probably would have just thought it was a pop. Right. Actually, I remember a time I was at a friend's house. This was probably like second or third grade. Uh, and his dad asked him to go grab him a beer from the fridge. And I thought it was pop. And I said, hey, can I have one of those? <laughs> Parents are like, I, oh. <laughs> we're going to have to tell Bad influence at a young Greg's age. parents about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we hop off the candy train, mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you this. Is there any candy that you might see at Halloween that you hate, that you absolutely would not eat? I feel like candy corn has to be the answer that I give. Um, it's just... It's just always waxy and it's not like to call it a candy feels unfair to candy. Um, although I did just recently watch Good Eats for the first time. And first time for the first time. I know I have oh, been it's a great show for someone who loves Food Network as much as I do. For me to have never seen Good Eats feels like a crime and I am willing to pay my penance Um, but at this point, yeah, uh, I watched the, so they, it ran for quite a while and then it stopped and then they just Mm -hmm. rebooted it in the last year or two. So I watched one of the new episodes and it was a Halloween one and he made candy corn. And I was like, do I just hate regular candy corn? Could I like this candy (laughs) corn? But it requires like a lot of like if you've ever made candy, I've never made candy. It just seems like such a labor of love that I am not ready to participate in. Yeah, I think there's an unnecessary amount of science involved in making candy. It has to be at the right temperature. And there's so much like rolling and folding and heating it up and letting it cool down and then heating it up again and. It's it doesn't seem worth it to me. Um, I as far as like other candies, I'm not excited about. I feel like everyone does Snickers, so I feel like Snickers kind of like loses its luster after a while. Although I will say, I bought some peanut butter Snickers the other day, Ooh. and I I have been convinced <laughs> that Snickers are good again. Those peanut butter ones are so good. Can I tell you something about candy corn? Absolutely. That all of it was made in like the 70s <laughs> and no, no one's I, ever made new candy corn. I like candy corn. <gasps> you heard it here first. Almond Joys and candy corn. Now, I <laughs> I get <laughs> I can get sick of candy corn. Sure. Uh, I will I will take an Almond Joy over candy corn any mm-hmm. day. Uh, but I did, I voluntarily bought a bag of candy corn this year. I'm sure you go to the grocery store and you wonder who buys this. Yeah, it's Greg. It's just Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought, so here's what I did. 
And and this is an, an amazing tip for anybody uh, that loves salted nut rolls, because mm. I'm a big fan of salted nut rolls. If you get a bag of candy corn and a bag of uh, salted peanuts and you mix them together, and you so you're eating peanuts and candy corn at the same time, it's just like a sure. salted nut roll. Interesting. I, Greg, I feel like I've been getting to know you more and more as we've done the podcast together. And now I feel like I don't even know you at all. Like, <laughs> you love almond joys. You love candy corn. Like, you willingly buy candy corn. I mean, I feel like I've had a lot of unnecessary prejudices. And I just need to rethink my perspective on candy. Because... Now there- I, I mean, we could have we could have a symbiotic candy relationship where I just give you all my almond joys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now there are those like chocolate candy corn. I don't like those. I don't even know what that is. I don't know that I've ever seen a chocolate candy corn. Yeah, they they've got like the brown section in them. Maybe is they're that... not chocolate. They just taste weird, and I assume <laughs> they're trying to be chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they are. I I always thought they were like like trying to be more fall than Halloween. And so they had like the, the brown stripe in there, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be chocolate. I don't actually know what flavor candy corn is trying to be. If I'm being honest, it's just sugar. Yeah. Well, and I grew up eating like plain sugar. So it's just right up my alley. Yep. I feel (laughs) you. Yep. I know our coworker, Zach, has told us that um, he's just like as a kid and I can very much relate to this because I did the same thing, but he would like just eat frosting out of the can, just have a, mm-hmm. a frosting can, just his. Um, and I, I feel that really hard. I love a funfetti. It, and that's just, it's just sugar. It's just creamified sugar. It's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was at some point in my life where I found my mom's container of powdered sugar. Oh. And I would occasionally just go like eat a spoonful of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's That's as good as it gets. So if you like Almond Joy and mm-hmm. candy corn, what candy do you not like? I I hate any of the candy that sticks to your teeth. Oh, Cause that's like, that's the mouth feel that I mm-hmm. cannot stand. So, uh, like even a Butterfinger, if I, if I oh, eat Butterfinger, sure. I have to like bite it off in these small chunks and then just suck on it. Cause I don't want to actually bite into it. Mm-hmm. Um, dots are the worst. Oh, I forgot about dots. Yeah. They still make those. Wow. I hate them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that I hate the taste. It's that I, I hate chewing on them. It's it's awful. Mm. Uh, but any any there's a lot of other candies that are kind of like that uh, the the hard crunchy part of a Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. I I can't stand those. Do you ever have a now and later? Oh yeah, yeah. That I don't those... chew on them though. Oh sure, yeah. They'll wreck your teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then milk duds is another one. Those those stick to your teeth. Sure. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Jolly Ranchers? Uh, they're okay. Get, take them or leave them? Yeah. Yeah. Hard candies like that. Take them or leave them. Mm-hmm. 
some of the the stuff that's just like flavored sugar in strange forms, like Smarties. I like Smarties. Sure. Sweet tarts, stuff like that. I like all that. Nerds are okay. Um, you know how they have seasonal candies that come out like outside of Halloween, like they'll make uh, Christmas candy or Easter candy. Um, I think it was sweet tarts that came out with an egg shaped one for Easter. And my mom ate an entire bag of it and her jaw <laughs> hurt so bad from like the chewing and the sourness. Like, I don't know what possessed her to eat an entire bag, but she did it. And it was not a great time. So I cannot recommend. <laughs> it does seem like something that could lead to lockjaw. Yeah. That, uh, sweet tarts make you work for it. Yeah. The only seasonal candy that I'm really familiar with are the uh, different shapes of Reese's objects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the pumpkins, I think pumpkins are big right now. Pumpkins are fabulous. I love the oddly shaped ones. It's so funny because they try so hard on the package to be like, this one's a tree shape. And then it just looks like a sad blob when you yep. get it out of the package. <laughs> but it's the, I think it is the best Reese's because the peanut butter that we have already determined is not real peanut butter. It's like this weird, fake, sugary peanut butter that is delightful. And I don't totally understand what's in it, but I want to just eat the peanut butter out of the inside. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. peanut butter to chocolate ratio is optimal in the weird blobby shapes of Reese's. Yep. I, I'm a big fan of the blobby, the blobby mm. Reese's. I don't really care what shape they are. What mm -hmm. season it is. I just yep. know that when there is a season, you yep. can get the blobby Reese's. I uh, I don't know if I would call it a mistake, but I, I tried a different Reese's innovation recently. It was fine. I don't think it's anything to write home about, but it was the Franken Cups where it's white chocolate on the bottom and milk chocolate on the top, but they've dyed the white chocolate green. Ooh. So it's just kind of like fun, but it's white chocolate. So it, it changes mm. the chocolate peanut butter taste in your mouth. It's, it's fine. It's not, uh, it's not amazing by any means, but like if that's the only Reese's that you can find at your grocery store or wherever you're shopping, you, you can eat that one. Those are okay to give out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, you want to give those out. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, thing that happens around Halloween every year, mm -hmm. it's the end of daylight savings time. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, I, for some reason, I keep track of daylight savings time more than most people. I don't know why. I'm a big fan of when daylight savings time ends because mm -hmm. that's when you get your extra hour of sleep. Yep. And that's that's like the greatest Sunday ever. I love sleeping in already, like just as a, a general uh, human activity, love sleeping in. <laughs> but then sleeping in on that Sunday, it makes you feel like you've won some sort of jackpot. Yeah. So uh, some fun facts about daylight savings time. So it is now... It is the Sunday after Halloween. Okay. It wasn't always that way, though. I don't know if you remember. When we were kids, when we were younger, uh, it was at usually the Sunday before Halloween. I do remember that. 
for the for the longest time. I remember distinctly being a kid and going to a Halloween party at my elementary school, and it was it was basically like a daycare situation, and it was the weekend before Halloween. And I remember people talking about it, and I was like, I don't understand why time has to change. I just learned <laughs> how to read a clock. I don't understand why they're going to go and make it harder for me. Um, but I, but for some reason in like my little kid brain, I remember distinctly like that was the moment that I was introduced to daylight saving time and actually remembered it. So daylight saving time, when it starts and ends, has changed a few times in the United States over the years. Um, now I don't remember it when I was born, but mm-hmm. uh, shortly after I was born, I was born in 84. So I think it was like 86 or 87. Um, they changed it one time, uh, before that it was always the last, it started on the last Sunday in April mm-hmm. and it would end on the last Sunday in October. Mm-hmm. And in the early eighties, there was a group of lobbyists that wanted to make daylight saving time longer, like mm-hmm. more of the year be part of it. And they actually call themselves the national daylight saving time coalition. And so included in this coalition uh, there was like manufacturers of outdoor summery things like barbecue grills and stuff like sure. that. Because they thought, you know, if people have more daylight hours in the evening in March and April, mm-hmm. um, they would spend more money on that stuff. That was that was the thought. That makes sense. Uh, one of the other groups that got in on this was the National Confectioners Association. And they wanted to extend it the other way. They really wanted Halloween to be part of daylight saving time because if there was an extra hour of daylight for trick-or-treaters, naturally all those parents would have to go buy more candy because there'd be uh, more trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Now, there's a story out on the internet that I'd read about where uh, one of these lobbyists actually put a piece of candy on all the seats of like the congressional members that were voting on this thing. So it's like <laughs> big candy trying to <gasps> trying to bribe some votes. Uh, but it, it failed. Uh, the, the times that they tried where they were also extending it past Halloween, those all failed. But they did succeed, I think it was in 86, to ex- uh, extend daylight saving time so that it would start earlier in the year. So instead mm-hmm. of the last Sunday in April, it would start the first Sunday in April. And so... You know, all of my childhood, all of your childhood, it still ended before Halloween. Sure. And then uh, a few years after 2000, uh, this conversation of extending daylight saving time came up again. Mm -hmm. Now, it wasn't because of this lobby of people trying to sell more stuff. It had something to do with trying to conserve energy. But Mm -hmm. there was still this talk about like, hey, can we get this extra week tacked on to the end? Now, the big candy... (laughs) <laughs> they deny, they deny having anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I specifically remember that there was uh, one proposed version where they would just extend it four weeks at the beginning of daylight saving time, and then it seemed like at the last minute they changed it to only be extended three weeks earlier and mm-hmm. one week later. So you know, somehow magically, mm-hmm. Halloween got included in daylight saving time. So that's what we have now. Uh, so it starts in second Sunday in March and the first Sunday after Halloween. And I think that took place in like 2006 or 2007. 
is when it I, happened. I don't distinctly remember it happening, but I remember at some point being a, what would I have been? Yeah, teen to young adult, let's say, is is when that change would have happened for me where I was like, hey, listen, I'm just going to look at my phone and whatever time mm-hmm. it tells me it is, then that's the time it's going to be for me. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the future, right? I mean, how many clocks do we look at that aren't connected to the internet Mm. uh, that we know how to read? Yeah. I mean, I've got, fun story, I've got an analog clock right next to my large TV in the basement. Mm -hmm. uh, And my son will be playing games on the TV and he will say, what time is it? And I'll say, there's a clock right next to the TV. (laughs) And he'll look at it and then he'll go, Alexa, what time is it? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Alexa just responded. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know he knows how to read that clock. Right. It's just the, uh, the lazy factor. Gosh. But yeah, I mean, I use my phone as my alarm clock. Yeah. I'm I'm never going to wake up at the wrong hour. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just always connected to the internet. So it's, it is whatever, like I am, I am understandably attached to my phone because it does many major life functions for me. Like tell time or tell me like where I need to be next because it's got my calendar on it. Mm -hmm. Like I know when large holidays are, but you saying that daylight saving time ends uh, the weekend after Halloween, before you said that to me, I could not have told you what the rule is <laughs> for ending daylight saving time. Yeah. See, I, I don't know why I pay attention to that so much. I, I guess I care about it a lot. But at the same time, they could change the rules and it just wouldn't matter to most of us because yeah. we only pay attention to our phone. So uh, f- fun feels like a strong word for my fact (laughs) but an interesting fact is that um there are i believe it's more admittances to the hospital or more heart attacks when daylight saving time starts because you lose that hour Mm -hmm. and then um uh fewer occurrences of heart attacks or admittances to the hospital when we get that hour back which just makes me think uh why are we stressing ourselves out? Also, does an hour really do that to our bodies? Um, and then it also makes me think, I am paying an hour into this imaginary system that we've just all agreed <laughs> it is. And then it is interest free. Like I don't get an hour 15 back oh, yeah. for giving up an hour. Like, it's just one for one. And I feel like I should be getting some interest. Like, I understand that that's not how generally time works, but I feel cheated. Now, Bianca, I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Oh, my gosh. It's going to feel like the Matrix. Uh, We don't work set hours. You could maintain (laughs) that same schedule (laughs) year round and just not even obey daylight saving time. That's true. That's really true. Yeah, I feel like we're coming up on the time of year 
when the days are definitely shorter. And so my body's just like, what's the, why am I getting out of bed? It's still (laughs) dark outside. Like, especially this morning in Omaha, it, I don't know how or why, but it decided to start flurrying. That was just ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, it's dark outside. It's starting to get really cold. So, like, staying in bed and being cozy is my favorite activity. (laughs) Now, the other big challenge when daylight savings time ends is, uh, do I bother to adjust my clocks that need Mm -hmm. to be adjusted? Or, I mean, it's only a few months long. I can just write it out and know that it's an hour off. That's not a big deal. How many clocks in your home would you have to change? Uh, I think it's probably three or four in my home and then the one in my car. Mm -hmm. Oh, I always forget about the car. I've definitely done that before where I get into the car and I don't remember if it's uh, the beginning. Let's see. It's probably when daylight savings time begins where I'll get in my car and be like, I'm definitely late. I am so late. How did I get this late to this meeting? And I'm like, nope, just kidding. It's actually an hour earlier. (laughs) See, I, I've had a struggle historically with the clock in my car because, uh, you know, it's not connected to the internet, so it's not Mm going to fix itself. Yep. And over time it'll get off by minutes, sometimes many minutes, sometimes up to 15 minutes. But I know I've kept track in my head that it's off by that much. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at it, I can do the math instantly. But then somebody will come in and fix my clock and it messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that with my car. So I just recently, within the last two years, got a car that is connected to the internet. And before that, I had an 04 Toyota Camry. And that thing was just a boat on wheels. Um, and... I would set it ahead like nine minutes and then be like, no, 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 that's going to help me get to places <laughs> on time. Because then you'll never be late. Yeah. Right. No, because I knew what the yeah. the conversion rate was. Yep. I understood it was anywhere from like nine to 11 minutes ahead. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I've actually got plenty of time. So you brought up all the the negatives that happen around the time that daylight saving time starts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I have this conversation every year where I, I pay attention to this conversation that happens where people say like, this stinks. Why do we even have daylight saving time? Yes. Can we get rid of it? Or can we have it year round? Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was looking up some of this information about specific years and stuff, I never knew this. The United States actually tried year-round daylight savings time for a couple of years in the 70s. Really? Yeah. And then they decided, nope, not for us. And they went oh. back to normal. Do you so, know some of the reasons the, why? The one biggest argument, and it's the only good argument that I've ever heard for not having year-round daylight saving time, is because people don't want children to walk to school in the dark. Mm. Because if you have the same set... Uh, starting school time, yep. Uh, like we're getting pretty close to it already. They'd be walking to school in the dark, and kids—they're just not good at wearing reflective clothing. Sure. So yeah. that's that's the only good argument. Otherwise, I would be all for year-round daylight saving time. I don't care 
when the sun comes up and goes down in the winter. Just give me those uh, those afternoon and evening daylight hours. I will say that's my favorite part of summer is how late it will be and the sun is still out. And that's when I know that summer's coming to an end. Now there is uh, such a thing as too much, too late of sun. It doesn't happen here where we live. Uh, but mm-hmm. last summer, my wife and I went to Iceland. Yeah. And th- there was, and we went in the summertime, and there was not a single part of the night where it was actually dark. <gasps> the sun was technically down. You could not sure. see the sun. But no, it wasn't dark. And that is the most bizarre feeling to wake up at 3 a.m. and think that you've overslept because there's <laughs> light coming through the windows. <laughs> So do you know what folks in Iceland and, you know, that general northerly area of the world do when they have just an abundance of sunlight in the summer? I have no idea. I I knew a guy from Iceland. This was well before I ever visited Iceland. Sure. And he said he remembered a time where he was playing soccer with his friends and they just lost track of time. And then it was 2 (laughs) a.m. Whoa! Because the yeah, because the sun stayed out so long. So while I do very much appreciate how much extra light we get in the summertime, sure, I also appreciate that the sun actually goes down. Yeah, and then the other way around too, because in the winter they are not working with a ton yeah. of sunlight. They got it all yeah. in the summer. Yeah, but they get the aurora borealis. That is super which, cool. Which to us. That probably seems like a fair trade, but to them, they've seen it a ton of times. Mm-hmm. That was like when I first moved out to the airport and uh, or by the airport. And I was like, hey, a plane. That's cool. <laughs> and then I saw three planes in a day. It's like, I'm done with this. I'm yeah, over no, it. We're, we're good. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the fun facts about daylight savings time. How that plays into Halloween. How big candy influenced it all. Mm. Follow the candy. You'll, you'll, you'll find out what's happening. So we've got some fun stuff. It's going to go up on the Instagram. Um, check us out on Instagram. We're at coworking underscore podcast. Um, also, if you've got a topic suggestion for us, hit us up. We, we would love to hear what you would love to hear us chat about. Like we're, we're here in your ears, uh, while you're working, while you're doing laundry, while you're taking the dog for a walk. Hit us up with suggestions. Uh, We're also sure that you have friends that are missing their random office chit chats. Um, So rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us. Well, that's it for this week. And we're going to see you again in two weeks. Bye. 